Do it. <laughs> I think you just want to cut me off. <laughs> Welcome to Melody Minded Mental Health Podcast. Um, I'm Prof. What? This, no. I'm Welcome to Go Ahead. I'm, I'm speaking listening. For you. Okay. Okay. Start over. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to Go Ahead. I'm listening. Mental Health Podcast. I'm speaking for my partner. Like we had a restaurant, and it's her turn to order. She'll have the steak, and her name is Dr. Cam. And she'll have a Diet Pepsi and a salad. And I am Prof. You can, it's your what time. you gonna eat? It's your turn. It's my turn. I'm, I'm fasting. <laughs> so welcome to Go Ahead. I'm listening to Melanin Minded Mental Health Podcast. This is us. Um, we thought we'd do a special episode today. Um, we're gonna make sure we're reaching out a little bit more. Um, we've kind of been discussing... What's going on in the world with this coronavirus pandemic and um, wanting to make sure that people are doing okay? Um, True. Which we already know people not doing okay. Yeah. We just want to talk to people. Yes. Um, we just want to know that um, we were fortunate enough to like enjoy our spring break, um, come back home. And kind of the world shut down <laughs> we got home. And um, and we all just trying to get through. I think that a lot has changed. Um, I was telling Prof um, recently, like I remember a few weeks ago looking at, um, what was the city in China that was shut down? Wuhan. Um, say it again. Wuhan. Wuhan. Man, like that's crazy crazy right on some very privileged american stuff like like this is crazy but not a reality necessarily like like it's crazy what china going through right and i think that like without an appreciation that it could be yeah as someone who knows better who's like nah like i know better like and then like to actually be in the situation now um and it's a lot. We also have, I guess you're a guest. Um, our daughter, Karma, is here, who um, is a freshman. We've talked about her a lot at Howard. But um, Howard basically told parents, come get your kids. We're going to figure the rest out. What were you What? What is? What were you told? What was the feeling? As this Howard is- sent a series of emails telling us at first we had to, um, the first email was saying we're moving to online classes. We won't return until April 6th. About three days later, they sent out another email saying we're just going to move to online classes for the rest of the semester. And then they sent another email saying um, right now it's only for like people who don't have a permanent residence to go to and international students who can't get home everybody else come move out your dorm you know whenever you feel like it then they sent another email saying y'all got until March 22nd to get these dorms cleared out or you will not get your stuff which was today Today. yes now that's crazy and it was 
I mean, it's Howard, so it's a little. It was a little bit chaotic as far as like the emails go, because everybody was confused and. Um, well, I don't get me wrong. As a person who attended HBCU, I know the nature of them can be quite chaotic. However, I will uh, in Howard's defense with this particular uh, incident. Everything is chaotic because yeah. we get information like second by second, um, sometimes hour by hour. And because of the influx information and, you know, information should change you. Um, then you have to, like, adjust, modify, adapt, whatever sure. plan that you had 30 minutes, 40 minutes, an hour earlier. So, um, you're home. Yes. You enjoy being home. How's your spring break going? You Compared to other people, you rather be on the beach I in see. Georgia and Florida. Yes, because um, this corona. ruined your Miami trip. You, you, you no, would rather be in Florida and Georgia like, passing Corona. No, I would at least like to have been able to be with my friends. Like, I get it. I have to be here, but that's so would, unfortunate for you. Yes. But you have to be home safe and healthy with your family. So, that is one of the things I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. I was telling my mom the other day. <clears throat> um, suffice it to say, um, the national prescription of us um, intervening uh, with the coronavirus mm -hmm. is actually for people to spend time with their loved ones at home. They want you to spend uninterrupted time with your loved ones at home. Mm -hmm. um, the fact that we're not okay with that, it really says something else about our real value system. Now, don't get me wrong. I know how we sound. Like, if you listen to the Common American, we sound like a Lifetime channel, a Hallmark channel. Like, we sound like a Christmas carol. Like, we just sound ideal. Um, but being around, uh, having your kids all day, being around your sisters and brothers, being around your mama and daddy, being around like your loved ones, the ones that you say you love the most, like aggravates, irritates, frustrates. Mm -hmm. We have a low capacity, if you will, to appreciate those relationships for an extended period of time. And, um, you know, those are some of the relationships that we say that we want to invest more in. I wish I had more times with my kids. I wish me and my partner shared more time together. I wish da 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 da. And, like, we don't really look at this as a, a space to take advantage of that, of that opportunity. Like, I agree with it. But also, when I'm home, I spend a lot of time in my living room. Pictures, get on my When I want to spend time with y'all sometimes, like, y'all don't want to do something that we all want to do. Or. When and you want me to watch a Netflix show that y'all already three seasons or into. Or what it is, because I love you and her. You have a lot of similarities. What it is is maybe if we don't want to do what you want to do, you're not into it. Okay, that's fair. You just do shade in me. No, <laughs> no, I don't do that. All right, shade ain't my thing, right? Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> um, no, or. To speak on what you were speaking on, because I think that, like, yes, like, 
we are basically being told, and and I do. We talked about this this morning. Um, not liking the language of um, social distance, distance, but physical distance, right? Like this doesn't necessarily. It actually can be a time for like social presence or just being present you know mm -hmm. um proximity don't necessarily mean somebody um is there with you a lot of people be in crowded rooms and feel alone sure so it's the opportunity that we have right now to invest into those relationships that i find um that please our society does not promote Although we verbalize again, love, care, commitment, da da da, like uh, our society really does not promote and encourage, if you will, uh, those type of uh, elements within a person as it relates to a relationship, mm -hmm. like the need or or. Let me put it like this. The obligation trumps, and then you get compassion. Yeah. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I take care of my kids because I have to, and I like them, and I like, and I love them. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Not I, I, have to, I have to do this for my wife. I have to do this for my husband, and they cool. Yeah. As opposed to, now I dig them. I get to do this for them. It's a privilege. It's an honor. Yeah. Like I would, I would have nobody else do it for. Them yeah. But me. You know what I'm saying? Like, like everybody when their mama get old, don't interpret that relationship when she got to take care of her mama as, oh, it's such a burden. Mm -hmm. I can't believe this is my life. But no, nah, I wouldn't have nobody else do this for my mama. Like I got to do this. She did this for me. It's an honor to do this for her. It's a privilege to do this for her. Mm -hmm. And what I'm saying about our society in masses is I don't think we instill, gen authentically, I don't think we really instill those type of factors into individuals. I think we instill more so egocentric and selfish, if you will, and uh, self-motivated and uh, uh, those type of idealistic principles, I think, is what we mostly instill, the independence, the autonomy more than the unity, the, t the togetherness, the community, those, the relationship. I don't think, and it don't have to be an either or. I'm saying that we really degrade the relationship to a large degree. Mm -hmm. Like we need a relationship like a purse, but it's not nothing that we find essential, like having like prayer. Mm -hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. But kind of hones in on like what you're saying too, like the real value isn't that like the meaningfulness of these relationships that I am intentionally like pouring into, but just an obligation, just someone who's there, just like. It's something that you should have. It's the difference between like meeting the 89 year old who's still showing up at work because they love job mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. that people ask that even when they're like hey you can't work in this capacity they figure out a way versus meeting the 36 year old who 
wakes up every morning wishing they did something else, bitter on the as they walk into the door. The engagement is very, very different. Yeah. You engage with a very different person. Yeah. Like somebody who want to be in their situation, even if it's a bit of a struggle, as opposed to somebody who does not want to be in the same situation. Like you just engage with a very different person. Their mood, their attitude, their temperament, their tolerance, like yeah. all of that is different and, and, and uh, influenced by their desire to either want to be here or not. Yeah. Like you just, you're dealing with probably more an aggressive person. Yeah. Shorter fuse. Yeah. Or just generally less engaged, indifferent. Whatever. I don't care who dialed in. Whatever. Yeah. It is what it is. Case the rock. But I want to say, too, um, also thinking about family in my privilege, just a little bit of a different track, um, that to that a lot of people are alone right now right mm-hmm. that um some people one for different reasons whether they're elderly we've been seeing all the news things of grandma's 90th birthday or whatever you know and the families on the sidewalk um and they're alone and um i think about my grandmother is almost 91 and um she's by herself for the most part everyone understands the risk and she's a a very lively 90. Um, so, you know, her her joy is being able to see her family and watching basketball. She can't watch basketball right now, nor see her family. And that even within, like, having, I guess, so my point is to spend time with your family, that some people, that is not an option, right? And Or people who they just the only one. I think my friend Diane posted something today saying, my family consists of me and my mama. And I have to stay away from her right now. And I'm socially isolating myself from others. And like, you know. And, um. Or if you just ain't got nobody. And that, that even that, that like, it's a privilege to have a family if that's what you want. But that a lot of people are alone. So, I, I agree. Um. From, from a proximal standpoint, mm-hmm. that a lot of people are alone. Mm-hmm. I, I agree. From a physical distance standpoint, a lot of people are alone. Um, I don't know if that means that they are that they are so isolated, though. Because even if I'm alone, do I have somebody to talk to? Sure. Like, if I'm alone, I don't got nobody to complain to. Sure. You see what I'm saying? Like, I still have a network. Yeah. Like, I still have a social access, if you will. But it's a struggle. I'm not saying that it's not different. Mm-hmm. But I, I want to appreciate real isolation. Sure, sure. Absolutely. Like, I want to appreciate not having nobody to talk to, not having no family to lean on. The untold story. Because you can't tell it. Yeah. Like, that's real isolation. No one would ever know. Yeah. You understand what I'm saying? But, like, the majority of people that exist in the world, because you can't exist alone, yeah. Like you, you, you need people to exist. Humans are pack animals. Like we come in groups. Mm-hmm. Like you, you need people. Even Christ, the dopest person ever lived. If it weren't for the disciples, no one would know about him. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Like you need people to tell your story, to have your legacy, to engage with, to bounce ideas off of, to follow you or you follow. Like you, you need that. It, mm-hmm. it, it is part of the human experience. So. 
some people may not, but I think that it's a small amount of people, like fractional. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like now again, physical distance. Yes, a lot of us don't have the like the physical proximity of another person being there, but we still can reach out, whether that's sure. social media, FaceTime. Yeah, I also thinking about people. That like being at home right now is a struggle. People who are getting abused, domestic violence, child abuse, sexual abuse, um, substance abuse, you know, the stress of some some of us are privileged enough to as much as we complain, I was walking into work the other day and someone was like, Yeah, we here again. Like I just and I was like, Man, like actually it's a privilege. Some people being told, Y'all gonna go home. I don't know. Like, like they don't know if they're going to get paid in two weeks. It's over a million people been fired already. Yeah. They've been laid off, fired. Laid off, yeah. Their businesses might be here today, but even with the owners who were trying to hold it up for them, might not, they might not be able to recover. Like, people really, like, I, so there are a lot of things I think, like, as a doctor about this, like, in people's health. And I think that um, if people take and consider um, the necessary precautions that are being asked of us that are inconvenienced to everyone. The world has stopped. The world is on pause. It ain't just you this time, everybody, right? Um, Like money can't buy you out of this. So everybody's being asked to do this. Even if you got a ten acre mansion, yeah, you got you stuck yeah. in that ten acre mansion. Yeah, yeah. Some folks, some folks, they really don't know if like, like, like the health thing. I think will get under control, but the economic recovery—that is what is scaring me the most. Like that, not nah, like we're already in recession level. You know, like. And this isn't just America. This isn't just one place. This is the world. Like what it means if you're a tourist nation that, you know, or you work in the entertainment industry, restaurants, bars, like everything. Like, and I'm like, you got a certain amount of security to bring it back to my story. (laughs) I mean, to what? And I was like, we're actually very fortunate in that, that we have to show up at work. That people are actually these jobs we work at in healthcare and certain industries, like they're hiring people. Yeah. Like we just were at the grocery store and it's like all these young folks out there who are like sanitizing the carts. These are new jobs. They don't have uniforms, they have like green t shirts. You can tell. Yeah. Now, the, um, the economic situation, um, Yeah, the economic situation is probably a little bit more dire, honestly, long term. Mm-hmm. Um, because most Americans were only a check away anyway. Yeah. So they couldn't stand no two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, eight weeks. You're talking two months now. Like, yeah, even if they do one month of rent forgiveness, what they look like in April as I, as I look for a job. If we even out of it. If we out of it. 
And maybe you give me two months. What they look for in May as I look for a job and more people get fired so the market is more competitive. Like it's, you know, I can see the um, economic, um, social sphere taking a deep dive. Uh, I don't know what that means, you know, but uh, I definitely can see people um, being sadder, being mm -hmm. more anxious mm -hmm. due to how I'm gonna pay this, how I'm gonna pay that. I don't, what I'm going to do. Like, we've never been in a space like this before. And that's one of the things that I can appreciate about people's anxiety is the fact that anxiety is birthed out of the unknown. And because we don't know, and no one knows, that's really how do you deal with not knowing? Yeah. How do you deal with your anxiety? Because everyone has anxiety. Everybody will go through a, a version of it. Now, how do you cope with it? And if you already want whose anxiety was a little bit unbalanced yeah, and yeah. easily agitated and a little sensitive, then this is probably not the better time for you. Right. Um, Do people cope? Um, what does that even mean? To cope, thank you for asking that question. We said that yesterday. Mm -hmm. um, to cope is the ability to adjust. Mm -hmm. When life changes around you, how do you adjust to those changes? That is what coping means jargon we use but so to be fair mm -hmm. most people cope and they deliver themselves alter states of consciousness and this could be sleep um, this could be uh, overeating because of the mental gratification of overeating this could be drugs it is generally drugs mm -hmm. um, whether you're talking ayahuasca in South America, you're talking marijuana or alcohol in America, coffee, coffee in Europe, and cigarettes in Italy. Like whatever you're talking about, you're talking about an altered state of consciousness. Mm -hmm. um, that is not necessarily the best way to cope, um, because I think that coping should, uh, the way you adjust to change should uh, not only include a behavioral change. But it should also include a cognitive change, like the way that you process, the way that you think about mm -hmm. um, the, the new behavior, if you will. Uh, for instance, so if I'm sad and I'm trying to cope and I'm using alcohol, which is a depressant, it may make me sadder, mm -hmm. especially if I do not think or contemplate or challenge the way that I'm, the reason behind me thinking, mm -hmm. I mean, behind me drinking. Does that make sense? Yeah. So not only do I have a behavioral change, so I'm not right or wronging the change. I'm saying that because I'm including a drug that has a high propensity to make me more sadder, I should probably think about the reasons why I am drinking the drug. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Because you have different versions of drunk. Like you have the sad drunk, you have the happy drunk, you have right. the sleepy drunk, you have the flirtatious drunk. And a large part of it is predicated in the mood you drink in, the way you think about the drug, your mm -hmm. relationship, your association with it. Other ways to cope, probably more healthier ways to cope, um, would include, um, especially want to appreciate 2020, binge watching the new show on Netflix, mm -hmm. um, reading a good book on your Kindle, or getting your audio book off of YouTube. I use YouTube because it's free. Um, taking a walk, one of my favorite things to do mm -hmm. is left to walk while ago. Mm -hmm. 
Um, cleaning, cleaning would be very good for a lot of households. Actually, very good for a lot of households. A lot of cooking households, together. Cooking yeah. is dope. Um, At least, I, well, we've done a lot more cooking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, um, Even if y'all ain't got a lot to cook, like somebody take out the bread and yeah. start assembly line. Somebody put jelly on it. Somebody put peanut butter on them. It's just... It's more so than the behavior. It is what it exemplifies. And it is to the togetherness. Social media. <laughs> Starting Facebook your own live, YouTube channel. Right. <laughs> a lot of people are like TikTok making a lot of TikToks right now. TikTok. Yeah. TikTok. <laughs> we got to make a TikTok. <laughs> Watching Netflix. A lot of people are on Twitter. Doing the same thing for hours. About getting prepared for school for your new normal. Okay, but set boundaries with parents. I actually think that might be a real thing for a lot of these college students because, like, if you're still in school, you're still in school. Your parents might be like, "Nah, you home." <laughs> right? Like, and like, I don't know that you should be expected to do the same thing you would if you were home, home. Because you're not technically home, home like that. Yeah. Also allowing your parents to understand like um, the schedule and habits you've set up in school for because mm-hmm. I know like when I was in high school like it, the way you had me do homework was very different than the way I do homework in school. That's cool. Like sometimes I wait until eight o'clock and I go from eight to four doing work. Now. Yes. Like mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. And you've been pretty successful? Yes, I have. <laughs> yeah, that's all that matters if it works. Yeah. Or even using this as an opportunity to develop what works for you. And definitely we'll have to develop a new pattern. Yeah. What worked there, worked there. You had to come up with it. You probably failed at a few patterns before you nailed this one. This won't. This will be the same. Yeah. Um, one of the beautiful things about college is the fact that it it forces you to think autonomously. Because mm-hmm. um, time management is really the key. Mm-hmm. But nobody's telling you, "Hey, go to class." Hey, this is due. Somebody gonna tell you something due one time. Somebody gonna tell you when every class is one time. Mm-hmm. And then good luck. Mm-hmm. You already paid. We got your money. Everybody's right. cool. So <laughs> good luck. Nobody's checking for you. Nobody, nobody not doing none of that. And if you don't have the discipline to be self-managing, yeah, it could be difficult. Be difficult. Re- regardless of the setting, whether you are in D.C. or in Carolina, like regardless of the setting. Because online college is, it takes discipline to do that. Sure. You could easily be like, oh, I don't got nothing to do. It's online, I can log in later. Until you log in for the first time, you'd be like, oh, three assignments due. It's due mm-hmm. at midnight. And, oh, man. <laughs> this is a little bit more than I thought was going to be yeah. you know, required. What else you got, babe? You want to talk about how much alcohol people drinking? <laughs> because that's what I know. The liquor store in Texas. Let me tell you what I know about Texas. Texas is crazy. Texas still got people doing all the same stuff. We was in academy. Yeah. Walmart. 
Texas still let you do the same. So liquor store open. Nail salons are still open. Smoke shop open. A lot of people in the beauty supply. Beauty supply. I think that, um, and we'll see. I don't know. Things have been changing day by day. So the governor's supposed to um, have something to say. And um, might close down all non-essential stuff. And I'm, you know, I've, we got a lot of different theories and a lot of different government conspiracies, but, um. I know at least three of them. (laughs) Two of them I'm almost believing in. (laughs) But at the end of the day, I think that, um, you know, we, we walk by the television and it's, the death count is up, you know? Every hour. Yeah. um, The death count is slowly going up. The amount of people testing positive is going up a lot faster. Yeah. And well, and I think that that is what people don't get. So save all your theories. You are entitled to believe whatever you want. Or keep them and just be open to a new way. Or just keep them, but just respect what is being asked of us. That is all that I'm saying. As someone, you know, I think that uh, it's a lot. Like, Again, the young, healthy people who think, but like you're infecting, you're, or potentially a spreader of this very infectious disease. That is something we know. We rarely see a disease this infectious, right? It's such a fast rate. And sometimes like you, you have to be open to listening to people with a little bit more insight than you may have. Yeah. Like you can have your opinion. Um, for instance, a lot of us, Especially a lot of the little kids that I talk to have a, a very strong opinion about school. Mm-hmm. They hate it. <laughs> One of the things that they don't appreciate is that they can read and write and count. Right. They forget where they learned that skill at. Right. Like they know how to say, no, I, I, I could just start my own business. I could just, they forget where they learned those fundamental skills at. Like school is necessary. Right. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but you needed somebody to kind of put you in that space because if it was left up to you, you wouldn't know how to read and write yeah. and count. You know what I'm saying? Like if we let you make that decision. So like this is kind of in the same realm. Like if we let you make the decision, you may get everybody sick. Yeah. And I know you think you know what's best. And that's cool. You can feel like that. But you probably need to play ball with everybody else right now. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was talking to people that I see um, mostly on my Snapchat who are not taking this as serious and like you know going out and like throwing parties and all that stuff like because for them it's like we're fine we're healthy like we won't get infected whatever like or they're not around older folks to get infected as well but also like the reason why they want us to um social distance and self-quarantine is also to get under control and like you know the longer we all wait to do that like you know, the longer it takes. And there are people who are in abusive homes who, like, school was their, like, you know, their way to get a break from that. And it's only making it so much harder for them. Uh, or the abuse is increasing. Yeah. Or 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 school was the only time they ate. Yeah. And they was a backpack buddy. And they used to get them lunches on, on, on Friday. There was, like, six lunches for the weekend. Yeah. And without that resource, what do you do? Yeah. Or, or school was a or, or school was a daycare to a working mom. Yeah. Who now don't know what she gonna do because her job ain't closed. Yeah. And she thankful for it, but what? Yeah. So many different ways to look at things. 
Yeah, I was. I mean, even the tissue hoarding and the hoarding, I'm like, you know, it's a privilege to go and try and buy as much as you can. You know, people right now, like, I got $100 for groceries. I'm not buying tissue. Nope. That's, that's one of the things that <laughs> I've been said. Tissue hoarding is not a real thing. Yeah. You can't eat tissue. Yeah. I know a lot of people who, when they do what they got to do on the toilet, they hop in the shower anyway. Mm-hmm. So, like, to be at the house, tissue hoarding is not a real... They gonna buy groceries. Yeah. They gonna buy a lot of non-perishables. Yeah. And specific type of groceries. Yes. They really thinking yes. about, we might not... When the only eat. water you can buy is Essentia... Man. <laughs> and their water is $33. <laughs> yeah, people... I know what people buy. Because <laughs> we like, these kids can't drink this water. Mm-mm. <laughs> they want to refrigerate. <laughs> Refrigerator make good water. It's filtered. <laughs> but no. Um, this is the Chinese virus. Can we please not talk about <laughs> okay, okay. he who should not be Lord Voldemort. Lord Voldemort. That's what you call right now. Trump Bye. is the man. Okay. Um, I'm going to switch it from Trump. Yes. I can't believe. We need to uplift spirits. <laughs> Trump's not uplifting. <laughs> People gonna think you serious if you don't no, Trump, <laughs> Trump be like, Trump be like, man, look. <laughs> Trump is crazy. He like, Trump said, Not Trump. the Surgeon General, the infectious disease doctor be like, nah, that's actually not what we're saying. We're saying that opposite of everything he's saying right now. Trump said the other day that, uh, nah, we close to a cure for right. the whole vaccine. <laughs> Somebody had to get on there and say he didn't mean that. <laughs> we just talked to him before he left the meeting. How did he get it wrong so fast? We not close to no cure. Now you finna have everybody going and buy this medication. It may work, it may not work. One of the things that's gonna happen is the doctors who need to test it is gonna go up in price. Mm. Like, or you're going to reduce the, the amount that they can't, they have access to because you got people ordering on Amazon. <laughs> He's amazing. We, uh. <laughs> but if Trump passed that stimulus check through her, I'm voting red. <laughs> Shut your mouth. <laughs> I'm just like, a little bit. It depends on what that check looks like. I don't know. I don't know. Fans hit me for like five, so if he's hit me like four, <laughs> that's all it will take to mm-hmm. make you Republican. Mm-hmm. Okay. Ooh, that I can be bought. <laughs> Kids. Kids whose parents are not going to be able to homeschool them. Kids ain't. Nah, kids ain't doing okay. Kids is not doing okay. Because of that. And it is, I'm specifically saying because of education. Like, I remember when I used to be a teacher, I used to think about how much growth was lost over them three months. I know. So, the kids used to lose a lot of growth in that three-month period, like over the summertime. And for them... To have like a nine month period in which they don't get educated. And again, you talk about the, the obstacles and the burdens that 
uh, parents and guardians have to go through to, you know, make ends meet and make sure that, you know, uh, 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 a roof is kept over their head and the lights get cut off because they, you know, they they don't really know about the future. It's uncertain for them as it relates to their economics and housing and stuff like that and job. It is difficult within that realm to also educate your kid, which is essential. Mm-hmm. Because like, you're still working, too. A lot of people are working at home or going to work. Or trying to figure it out. Yeah. And me homeschooling this this kid, these two kids, these three kids, these four kids. Mm-hmm. It, it don't really, it don't really, it doesn't advance me trying to figure it out and put a roof over the head. Mm-hmm. That's a tough decision to make. Like, this is why the kids ain't okay. Because if it's a decision to make, I know what I got to do. Mm-hmm. I got to forfeit their education and I got to make sure that I can keep a roof over their head. Because where will I teach them if yeah. I focus on education? Like, where will we eat if I focus on education? Which is both essential. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's... <sighs> so it's a lot of heavy stuff people are going through right now. It is. Whether we can blame it or excuse it or cause it or say it shouldn't have happened, it was paranoia or it was necessary, like, folks are going through a lot. Like, the reality is where, wherever you stand in it. Even if your life is okay. It's, it, like, like. It take adjustment. Yeah. This is abnormal. Yeah. The United States shut down. That never happened in the, the history world. of my Anybody I've been living with, yeah. nobody ever seen anything like this ever. Yeah. Like, no, this is a new normal. Yeah. This is new, they talking about deploying troops. No, this is a new normal. Like, this takes some, more than some getting used to, because this is a shock. Yeah. Like, just a week or two ago, everybody was like, man, that's crazy about what's going on in China. Yeah. Now look. And really, to get it under control, although we all, we have our theories on China being some liars and not telling the whole truth, but... China, I'm rocking with y'all if y'all want me to come make some glasses and something. <laughs> but, um, let's say they're being honest and they got it under control, they put a lot more strict measures than we have went through. And... <laughs> like, that is even being asked of us now. It's six o'clock when you can't leave your province anyway. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's fuzzy. Yeah. And I, 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 I don't want to, and I just don't want to dwell in this, but I do want to bring it back to the people who are skeptical and are like, go do what you want to do. Like, let's say it never happens. And we talked about the spread. Like, man. Just imagine like your uncle coming by the house and then you ain't seen your granny, but they go see your granny. Or or the privilege of not being HIV positive right now, right? Not already maybe struggling with the low CD4 count of being- What is CD4 count? So, so CD4 are the white blood cells that HIV um, attaches to. So when that drops, um, it lowers your ability to fight other infections, right? Your immune system yeah. is weakened yes. severely. Yes, and once the CD4 count 
drops below 200, it is considered AIDS. Um, and that there are people who, let's say, have been struggling with raising their CD4 count for a few months and trying to stay healthy. And then this, right? And maybe it ain't you, 18-year-old who wants to go to, like, but it almost like a wave of all the people I've been in contact with and all of the people they've been in contact with that are all potential exposures, right? Um, no, that, 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 that is a phenomenon. Um, and we may never even know. We may not have any symptoms and someone else could potentially die because they were exposed to us. And that is an un that is an unfavorable truth, but it is the truth. It is very unfavorable, sad to say, but it it, it is the truth. Uh, you know, I was thinking about um, people who are um, what do you call them, small business owners, mm-hmm. and they just jumped off their venture this year. Mm-hmm. And they just got, you know, some action. It was lucrative a little bit. January, February, they was putting money back into the business. And like right now, you know, if you're on a pastry shop or you're on a small mom and pop's restaurant or mm-hmm. you're on something like that, like you shut down. And like, what is that like for you? Like, because you did a lot. You probably took out loans. You put some lean on houses. Mm-hmm. Like, you did a lot to like move. You probably got two or three employees. Other families depending on you. It's a lot. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. It's unfavorable. Mm-hmm. But it is reality. But the sooner we get it under control, the sooner hopefully we can. So we got to be inconvenienced a little bit. And that's okay. One of the things about this society particularly is... Uh, We exist in a space of convenience. Mm -hmm. Like, in a way, you really can't see nowhere else in the world. Like, we exist in a space, unless you want royalty or super rich. But I'm talking, like, middle class, lower middle class, even some people in pockets of poverty exist in a space of privilege where um, you eat fast food every day, you get your groceries delivered, um, like, um, the way that you even get to conveniently be in relationships or not. Mm-hmm. Um, I choose you today. I don't want you tomorrow. It's so easy. I can swipe left or right and pick again. Mm-hmm. Like we just live in a constant space of convenience where like our, our, our greatest desires, our most superficial or surface level wishes we can make come true at an instance. We can put our, ourselves in those spaces, whether it's virtual reality, social media, driving the car and tangibly being in those spaces. Like, we exist in a space of convenience. Like, in a way that being in convenience just does not fit well with the common American. Like, and, I, and I'm saying being in convenience because some of us like to be at home. And it's, and it's not fair for those people who enjoy being at home to be like, um... I can't believe y'all doing it. You know, different strokes for different folks. I'm not I'm not okay in people who are outside, but I'm just understanding them. Mm-hmm. They're having a difficult time with being at home all the time. 
And it's easier for some other people to say who be at home all the time. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Like, it's convenient to some of them to be at home. Yeah. It would be inconvenient if they said, hey, man, all the houses got a, a high rate of asbestos or radiation and we need everybody to stay in hotels or stay in somewhere else right now. And Yeah, that would be inconvenient. And you would find some other people who don't want to leave their homes. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm staying here. You know, those of us that can adjust the right, quote unquote, you know, appropriate way, we also got to appreciate the fact that maybe a way wasn't really asked of us that was too strenuous on us either. Mm-hmm. Maybe they didn't ask us nothing that was too heavy. Ancient societies used to say, yeah, give me your youngest child. Give me your oldest girl. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they're not asking the same stuff of us. And we also have to appreciate that, and, and not that we we shouldn't like hold other people accountable because everybody contributes to society. But we should also like be more mindful that you know it may have been a little bit more easier for me to change. Yeah. I have a little bit more convenient things around me to change. My life is a little bit more resourceful. Mm-hmm. I have access to a lot more things for me to change. Yeah, I think that right now, too, there's just a lot to be thankful for. You know, we were talking yesterday, too, even about defense mechanisms that maybe, like, it could always be worse. It's a good defense mechanism. True. True. And it could always be worse. Mm-hmm. Only going to get better once. I mean, it might get a little bit worse. <laughs> like, I mean, but, you know, you also got to appreciate that beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Yeah. Saying, let's say a million people die, which you know, no one's hoping that. But if you're not one of them, your family not one of them, that's a time to be grateful. Yeah. Like that's yeah. a time to be, you know, like to honor the fact that now we made it through this bigger storm. Or even if your family is one of the ones. And you made it out. Yeah. That's still a time to be now. It's always something to be grateful yeah. for. To be a survivor. Um it's definitely a, an experience. I think that it'll be like the other big moments um, that happen, at least in my lifetime. I hear probably people, the biggest. Yeah, I mean, I hear like folks will always say, "I know, I remember where I was September 11th. I remember where I was when MLK died." World War Two. Yeah. Um, like just big moments that people. This will be one of them. This will be one of them. This will be one of those things you remember for the rest of your life. They may shape you. How long that is. <laughs> Not a good joke. Too early. Yes. No. <laughs> um, but now, like the kids, the little ones, Malia will remember this. Like you just stopped going to school one day. <laughs> like, 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 and then you couldn't go to the store. You couldn't see your friends. Like, that was a big deal. Um. Your parents might have lost their job, might have got a divorce after this. Like, this may be the one formative life-changing experience. Not a true story. Like, your mother is a is a doctor or a nurse and was at the hospital and got sick. Like, healthy healthcare providers are dying. Or my family was nailing it prior to this. Yeah. And this led to so much stress on my family system. Yeah. And me and my mama stopped speaking. Yeah. My daddy and my mama talked to each other different. Yeah. Or 
this... we're just appreciating the many dollars. Yes, yes, because I don't want to. I don't want to be so. Or you know, this is the time that like I really focused on what was important to me. This is the True. time me and my husband reconnected after years of feeling distance. It's a space. Yeah. It's an opportunity for it. This is the time my mother was a nurse, and I remember her getting sick and spending time to help take care of other people. And she came back home to us, and I got to be a big kid and show her that I could be strong and do good. Or, like, or you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. like. But it will be remembered. This is the time I really learned Spanish. Right? <laughs> I don't know, because we've been exercising like crazy. Like, we, today, we went walking. What should have been, like, we ended up doing, like, two hours. Just talking and walking and, like, um. I still been gaining weight. Because <laughs> we also took it. <laughs> but we gonna, and, like, we got a bike. <laughs> Maybe it's time to lose that weight. Or just kind of focus on stuff you've been meaning to do. Gardening. Yeah. Having the privilege to have this time. Getting the book read out the way. Yeah. Rewatching your favorite movie. Yeah. We gave you a black education. (laughs) Catching up with an old friend. Yeah. FaceTiming. FaceTiming. You had a good group FaceTime. I did with my friends. Yesterday, yeah. I was all checking in. We kicked it. Yeah. And we be kicking it up. <laughs> but um, we will probably, we want to, we know it's just so much going on right now. Um, and we also, you know, there are things we're concerned about. Again, um, I think that the health situation will be the first thing that's fixed. And then... Um, I worry about people's mental health. Um, this might not be the time to decide to go off your medication. Um, True. And if you can't, if you're used to seeing your therapist once a week, and now hopefully your therapist will help adjust, and you guys can do some FaceTiming, uh, even Tell if it's you. calling. Calling. Yeah. If, if that's, you know, that just what a strain this is on everyone, and it, it can be very... Um, difficult with that. So we will do our best to um, check in more with everybody a little bit more. Drop a few more quick episodes. We'll probably have um, be a little bit different than our typical episodes. In Intermix will be our regular episodes. So um, yeah. So we're gonna this is just a special episode. That Rona episode. (laughs) Episode one. We're gonna check in with y'all again in a few days. Um Try and engage more on social media just to make sure everyone's doing okay. Um, and again, things are changing daily. If we would have recorded this last Sunday, we would be having a different conversation. Um, I had at least four more Corona jokes. Yeah, no more Corona jokes. Uh, <laughs> so I also want to say this because this is one of the things that I think that, um, you know, because I read some stuff on social media where people are... Uh, Offended because people mm-hmm. are losing their lives, and it's mm-hmm. a serious thing. The world is shutting down. Not understand that, but I also want to say that um, black people have made humor mm-hmm. out of their trials and tragedy and trauma forever. Mm-hmm. It's our coping mechanism. Like it is the way that we cope. Mm-hmm. Like, and 
if you ask me, I, I find it to be one of the healthier forms of coping. Sure. It reduces the big bad wolf. Like it reduces the anxiety. It allows me to handle it, to manage it. And maybe it's not um, socially appropriate, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I do mean it like that because that's not to say that people do not find the comedic relief in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people just find that it's inappropriate to laugh. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, makes me feel like it works. Mm-hmm. Like that intimate part of you, that spiritual part of you that just want to laugh, like that make me feel like it works. It's innate. Sure. Like you have to think yourself out of laugh. And again, maybe it is socially inappropriate, but it is a way that black people have coped like sure. forever. Sure. I find it valuable. Absolutely. We, we be out here surviving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Thriving. Yeah. And I'm funny. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, actually, I think there was like a whole this phone call that was like fifteen minutes, and I was oh, like, wow. and it was like playing the dozens, but like adult male style, and I was like, oh, I'm just appreciating this culture because uh, they about to hurt my feelings and better stop talking about you. <laughs> like, like, and it's funny. You know, like, I was like, I, I need to get on up out of this conversation. And that's just on the phone. Like, yeah. in person, <laughs> I don't we'll go together for hours mm-hmm. and, you know, have a good time and we talking back and forth about, like, I know, again, all cultures don't agree with the dozens. Mm-hmm. But growing up in the culture that agreed with the dozens and, you know, slap boxing and a little bit more aggressive, you know, brotherhood and fellowship. Um, it, it is like a desensitization. Yeah, to, your sensitivity to, to certain yeah. things is not as um, edgy. Yeah. You're not as into those particular emotions or feelings um, as fast. Yeah. I, I don't know, absolutely. But, so I guess this is a good place to close. Um, just a good time for us to make sure we're taking care of ourselves and each other. Mm-hmm. Um, Go to therapy if you can. If you can. If you can't, do therapy on yourself. Yeah. Read a book. Read a self-help book. Read a book. Read some positive stuff. Get outside. Yeah. Listen. If you can't take a walk, sit on your porch, patio, backyard. Listen to music that makes you feel good. Yes. None of that sad, depressive stuff. Stay away from scary movies. I don't know why people watch scary movies. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. You like scary movies? Not really. You like scary movies? No. I don't know why people watch scary movies. You should not watch scary movies. See, like, let me tell you. Well, what if you enjoy scary movies? Well, we closing, too, now. Okay. <laughs> say it, say it. I ain't going to talk about it. No. We're going to talk about it off the thing. Say it, say okay. it. This is the thing that's great. <laughs> because nobody really likes being scared. Like in real life, nobody likes being scared. But the fact that some enjoy having those particular, um, expressing and experiencing those particular emotions, it's fascinating. Well, a lot of people, I mean, look at No, because scary movie is a joy, it's a genre. Horror mm. films are Yeah, genre. but I mean, being scared, like, haunted houses, like, people mm-hmm. line up. And haunted houses are scary. <laughs> Especially the ones that do this. Yeah. <laughs> the ones that can touch you. 
Mm-mm. But mm. we've all been in honey houses. And I went outside. <laughs> See y'all when y'all go in. We get some tickets. And I'm going to wait outside with the popcorn. You never been in a high house? Not one that can touch you. <laughs> I went in one that can touch you when I was a kid. And we made it right to the first step. And he separated me and the person I was with. Like he jumped in the middle of us. No. I ran out. Never been in a house. Never. Never. All the honey houses I've been to, they like, ooh, <laughs> from over there. <laughs> I can take that. That is so funny. Yeah, don't touch me. Anything you want to say in clothes? Wear bonnets. <laughs> Wear bonnets. Keep your bunny game tight. Yes. Don't let your hair Stop dry out. Stop from Amazon so our tissue could get here sooner. <laughs> right. <laughs> She's still uh-huh. Wet wipes, don't flush wet wipes down the toilet if you like us and you're about to run out of tissue. Uh, or, and paper towels, I bought paper towels. I'm like, y'all can wet the paper towels. It's time to be, but don't flush them down the toilet. You will have a plumbing issue. And what you don't need right now. True. You have a plumbing issue. All right. We love y'all. Um, oh, I love both of y'all. I love you too. <laughs> Um, and <laughs> you crazy. All right, yeah. Oh, uh, we love y'all, and everybody go to counseling if you can. If you can't, do counseling on yourself, find a good friend, and we are dismissed. <laughs> We're dismissed. <laughs> All right.